Are you working? What kind of work do you do? Welcome to another edition of Who's That DJ? I'm JSG, and as you know, I'm going around the country talking to different DJs, different kind of setting today for a few different reasons. But I'm here with, turns out to be my cousin, DJ X Ray. What's happening, guys? Going about good. Yeah, man, blessed, man, blessed. Okay, okay. Cool. So normally, how we start the show is we get the DJ to introduce themselves. Yeah. Tell them a little bit about you and like your origin story, like how you got into DJing, etc. Alright, so I'm DJ Created. Uh, I've been DJing now 17 years, literally since I was 13 years old. Um, I got into DJing from um, listening to like So Solid on a Sunday, uh, that pre garage Graham era, where it was a bit crossover. Uh, I used to listen to them on a Sunday and be like, you know what, I could do that, I could do that. Uh, we used to go to the record shop after school. I didn't even have decks, but uh, we used to look in the bargain bucket and buy records. And mm. uh, it was not until that Christmas that year, the year I turned 13, yeah. my mum bought me some decks. And techniques or? Uh, nah, they <laughs> were, they were Newmark um, 2210s, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Um, I still got one of them upstairs actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I sat and practiced with the same two records for time until I learned how to beat match and actually mix. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I just never looked back from there. I started, um, I started doing youth clubs, mm-hmm. uh, going to different youth clubs. I went to like avenues, I was going to like um, Harrow Club, um, even one had around here called the Friday Club as well. Yeah. I was just going to different places, just showing our talent, like a couple of friends, MC and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we started going into like pirate radio. Okay. Um, so we was on like Freeze FM, um, Lalo FM, um, you had um, Unique FM, we was on a couple of those as well. Mm-hmm. Um, then it started growing in that grime era where we started to get linked with some of the West lot down in like Mozart and so forth, where we okay. was going Avenues Youth Club. Yeah, yeah, and that's what kind of like, that was like the home of musical mob, mm-hmm. the ones that made Pulse X. Um, so they thought, you know what, these, these young guys are going all well. So mm-hmm. we'll form a, a youngest. Yeah. everyone's doing youngers now. You've yeah, got Younger yeah, yeah, so yeah. solid, you got this. Mm. We'll do a younger mob. Mm. So I was the DJ for younger mob. Um, then yeah, it just es- kept escalating from there and then you know, as you get older everyone goes to college and so forth. Yeah. Um, I started picking up little bookings in bars and so forth. Okay. Um, then went off to university. I went to Luton University. Then from there I started doing the student DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, going back just about a year before university, I was doing a few bars and cities, and that's mm-hmm. where I met Maury Styler. Okay. Um, he just came up to me and said, Can I mic for you? I was like, Okay, cool. Yeah. But I actually knew him from Bigger Fish back in the day right, when you're okay. doing the DJ and that side of things as well. Yeah. So um, from there, we went to, I, bought, I went to Luton. I was a student DJ there. I managed to do like do the Monday night residencies, and I also did the Saturday night R&B room. Okay. So I brought Styler in, and yeah. then um, I also met Butch Cassidy up there. And he was in front of an entertainment group in the Grand Ends. Okay. Yeah. Um, so me and Ori kind of took that on, yeah. and kind of pioneered that, and Ori was my mic man. Mm. And I was DJing up in Luton for a good hot minute, Ori was just shutting down the, the Luton and so forth, whilst doing a few bookings down here as well. Yeah. Uh, continuing on, there was on, at the same time I was on um, Pirate still, I was on um, Platinum FM. Wow. 
in days <laughs> from yeah, yeah, platinum FM. So yes. I, was, I was actually on there, hmm. um, and then I, I went over to Alliance FM because I thought, you know what, I need a different audience. I've been playing in Northwest London for ages. Yeah, I know the bandwidth is more, but let me go to the other side of London because mm-hmm. that's what other people do. Yeah, so yeah, 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 let me see if I get anything from that. But to be honest, it, it, it wasn't very fruitful there. So right, fair enough. Coming back over to here, and then. Um, that's when um, Ori decided he wanted to stop actually hosting mm-hmm. and go into comedy. Okay. So I said, all right, I'll continue the GGM thing. Yeah. University finished, I moved down here. Um, that was probably one of the, I'll say one of the most difficult years of my DJ life. Okay. And that just bookings dried up? Or? Bookings dried up. Because, like, you've been DJing in Luton, you had a few bookings in London, yeah. but you're not connected down here. Right, okay, yeah. Even so though it was only 20 miles up that way, yeah, you're not connected down here no more. So it was hard to get back into it. Mm-hmm. So um, at that stage, I think Bori was um, doing, um, getting into more like radio, doing more comedy, mm-hmm. and then he was doing tours. Right. Um, I became the DJ. We was doing events together for ourselves. So okay. we started um, chill. Yep. Which is literally you come chill, bowling, music, everything. Yeah. And then we started Comedy Mania. Okay. And then Comedy Mania started growing and we started doing tours. Massive now, isn't it? become his official tour DJ. Right, yeah. He gets into the Beat London mm-hmm. and starts doing the breakfast shows there. And um, not going to lie, got a little brilliant on that one. And it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Extra, can he get a show? Yeah. And I managed to get a show on there on a. Uh, for the first time in my life, I was thinking, wow, I'm on a legal station. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've been DJ since 13, and I'm like 20, 26 now, mm-hmm. and I'm on a legal station. Yeah. It's taken me this long, but it felt beautiful. Okay. And I haven't looked back since. I've been, I've been moving from different shows. I went from later, mm-hmm. I was on a late show from, I think it was 11 to 1. Okay. And that was just literally a three hour house show. <laughs> Right. A lot of people think look at it. I think it was on a Thursday as well. A lot mm. of people look at it as like graveyard shift. Mm. I just thought, nah, this is the time for us. This is the time for it. Yeah. So I took it with pride and passion. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from that, they realised I've got quite a few listeners from that. So they mm-hmm. said, all right, we'll put you earlier. Yeah. So um, I started doing the nine to eleven. Um, that picked up an audience as well mm-hmm. to the point they said, right, we need to stick you right off the drive time because okay. you're a mixed show. Yeah, you can't go during the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. But if you do an hour, like a uh, phase enough from drive time, so still presenting, and mm-hmm. then the rest of your show, your mixed show, and that's been my format for the last, yeah, I say three years. Wow, okay. on, on the station, and yeah. I've just been building it, building it, and building it. Mm-hmm. Um, present day. Um, Doing a load of residencies now. Um, doing still on the beat, London, mm-hmm. um, and just literally just grinding away, just doing private bookings. That's that's the key. Yeah. Is private bookings. If you can keep those and um, from the events that you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, reach out to people. If people are talking to you, uh, it's very easy to fall into the inner DJ trap. Mm-hmm. If you head down, yeah, always keep your heads up. That's, that's one thing I've always learned and, and talk to people because you don't know what can come off the back of it. Okay. And through just talking to people, people just saying, oh, that was a really good set. Yeah. That was wicked. I really enjoyed my night. Mm. Comes a DM or a phone call. I was like, oh, can you do um, a birthday party? Yeah. Or could you do uh, a Christmas? Um, mm-hmm. I was actually doing a 
a show at Warriors last year on one of his birthday tours, mm-hmm. and I managed to get uh, on the back of that. I got a uh, booking for a wedding. Right. Okay. They said, you know what? You played everything we wanted to hear. Yeah. We want this at our wedding. So it's just like that okay. feeling to get a booking off the back of a booking. Okay. Yeah. It's just like. This yeah, is why you do it, mm-hmm. but that's not also the reason why you do it as well. For me, no money amount in the world could amount to getting that perfect song, the yeah. perfect mix, yeah. and seeing that crowd respond. That's not worth <laughs> any sort of money in the world. Definitely, definitely, I agree with that one hundred percent. But yeah. especially for weddings, the wedding, especially, especially for weddings, I do love a good wedding. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and they, um, they do the thing where. Obviously, it does the candy, but I do a thing with them now where it's like, all right, everyone should know the candy by now. We'll yeah. start with candy. Yeah. But we're going to gradually get faster. Right, yeah. And I'm getting them doing candy to jungle mm-hmm. to the point they were shuffling and shuffling <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, cool. But um, yeah, that's, that's, that's um, well, this is my journey to now. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's the timeline. <laughs> That's a pretty full and detailed journey, to be honest with you. I actually, <laughs> to be honest, I actually missed out quite a few <laughs> stuff when I think about it. Yeah, Going yeah. back to 1819, yeah. I actually, um, actually no, it wasn't Whilst I was at university, mm-hmm. uh, I met Newbound Flex there. Okay. And that was like, like Boyar and Saskiller and so forth. Mm. And because I was a student DJ there, they were like, do you know what? And they formed Newbound Flex in the university at the time. They were like, do you know what? You're a big DJ. Mm. We're taking you to Iron Apple. So we, I was actually in Iron Apple for about three weeks with them. Wow. Um, and that was crazy. That's where I met like GME, Skepta. Mm. This was like 2007. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're talking about 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years ago. So yeah, uh, 2007. Um, yeah. That's where I met Dan. I was DJing up there for a bit. Um, the year after that, I went up to IB for to do just a few little sessions there and there. But uh, as we were talking off camera earlier, it's IBF is a tough place to break. Yeah, you yeah, realise yeah. very quickly as a DJ starting out there, you would have to do a lot of sets of three, and that just wasn't my kind of cloth for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So with that, um, kind of just, just as you touched on IBF, yeah. If we talk about the, what are your opinions on the current DJ space? Like things that you think are currently good in the moment, you think things that need improvement and working on? Um, well, in the current DJ space, yeah, I think it's it's at a time where it's the best it's ever been mm-hmm. in terms of equipment, yeah. in terms of accessibility to music, mm-hmm. and access in terms of being creative with mixes. Yeah. However, what it has uprisen is. Uh, I like to call it the iPhone generation of DJing, where everyone thinks they can do it. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Because they might know someone who does it, they have an opinion on how, how a set should go, mm-hmm. or what song should be played. Yeah. Uh, where it's a lot deeper than that as a DJ. Yeah. It's not just me pressing play. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, it, my opinion on it, as I said, it, 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 it's great. You know, mm-hmm. the days I remember running for buses with two record boxes. You know, whereas, but now I've got my laptop, I've got a terabyte hard drive which has a whole load of songs on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could actually take it back to the days when I had records and mm. I used to say, do you know what? I want to mix this song, this song, and this song, mm. but I want to do it in a certain way where it sounds like a remix. Right. You could do that with Serato. Now it allows you to get that freedom back. They've yeah. even bought back 
being able to use vinyl with the Serato and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I think right now the industry is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bit. I'll be honest. I think most DJs would agree there is a, 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 a industry of DJs out there that are into premixes. Yeah, and <coughs> that's that, that doesn't cut it for me. Yeah, because in order to call yourself a, a disc jockey. You have to jockey them discs. Mm-hmm. You have to ride those yeah. discs. It can't be a pre-made thing in a studio. It can't be a pre-made thing in a studio. Yeah. So in order to in order to call yourself a DJ, you've got a beat match. Yeah. You've got to select for song. Mm-hmm. I know back when to like reggae days, it's like yeah, you've got your selector and you have your DJ. Mm. Fine, but yeah. them two are working in unison as a one sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas, as I said, like, you know, my hair, like, I, I'm, I'm not gonna drop names into it because it's that, that's not fair. It's an open discussion which mm-hmm. probably people can make. But there's like chart DJs mm-hmm. that are out there throwing their hands in the air, yeah, like that. <laughs> yeah, but, they're mixing, but they're not mixing nothing. Mm. It's been out people on Facebook where people are DJing. Yeah. And the decks ain't even on. So it's just like that's the culture that is created now, which doesn't make me happier. Makes it it, it, it devalues what we do, mm-hmm. which is what doesn't make me happy about it. Okay. Um, and it takes away from the real DJs. Yeah, yeah, especially. But I think the good thing is, is that I think there's only so much time where you can be like that kind of that fake DJ yeah because after a while when you start going and going like if you had to do a five hour set I know that you could do that easy whereas the fake DJs they probably get to three hours and then struggle for the last two or stuff like that so exactly so but then I see the experience of it where it's a bar with the bar that I play at now uh, Geo Bar mm-hmm there was an event there and um, the DJ one of the DJs um, the, the, the promoters brought a DJ in okay and they had a playlist alright oh, and <laughs> someone asked them if they could change the music and they said sorry I can't I'm playing on the playlist I don't know then you're you're no better than an iPod yeah exactly literally you're Spotify yeah exactly because it's like you can't play anything inside that playlist you can't deviate from that there's no point you've got to be able to read the crowd you've got to be able to know what people want two songs later mm. whilst this song is playing yeah you have to you've got to be forward thinking as a DJ and you've got to know how you're beginning your night how what your middle of your night is going to look like mm. and what the end of your night is going to look like you don't have to plan every set like like back in the day you used to put records you're in certain, certain order, order. <laughs> certain things. because it's so open now and you can just access remote access and da 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 I got this song right remote Wi-Fi quickly download it back it's in my inbox in under a minute yeah do you know that request that you didn't have and you now have it yeah that's what I love about it mm. it's yeah I like even the, the set when you don't have the song but there's no access to Wi-Fi but you can still keep the crowd happy because you know you've got songs in the list that were similar, that to, were similar it. to it and so forth exactly so yeah. you, you're, you're keeping the vibe you're keeping that genre you've been able to you know read what people want mm. so yeah. that's that's I'd say one of the key things cool cool alright so in terms of I don't know in terms of the radio space yeah. for you um, and obviously you do a few other bits as well yeah. but just in terms of the radio space what do you think, in your opinion, would makes a good show as a for radio? Yeah. Um, what makes a good show? Um, 
someone who can speak mm-hmm. first of all yeah that is most important um yes i used to go into a trap where they say one thing or two things give up phone line yeah and then switch off the mic and i'm just mixing throughout yeah i'll have listeners mm-hmm. but i'm not keeping listeners okay and in order to keep listeners you, you, there needs to be a voice attached to the show even mm-hmm. if you're doing a solid hour of mixing yeah you still need to come on maybe every 15 minutes and say mm-hmm. what people are listening to who yeah. they're listening to yeah in order to get people yourself out there because mm-hmm. otherwise you're doing it for nothing yeah, yeah, yeah um so what makes a good radio show for me is being able to speak um, whether that's uh, confidently, mm-hmm. with clarity, yeah. So your enunciation has to be great. Yeah. You can't be on the mic blurring to a national. If you're go looking at national scale, mm-hmm. you can't be blurring blurbing on BBC One, yeah, radio one, should I say? Um, and most important of all, is no way to shut up. <laughs> yeah. Because you can talk, but it's also knowing when to shut up. Yeah, just let the music play. Let the music play. Mm. And if you have a certain selection of songs, yeah, you could probably get away with not talking for 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. However, don't forget to actually come back to the microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> selection mm-hmm. is key. Yeah. That's very key for a good radio show. Because radio is, I feel, a way to a lot of DJs see it as practice session mm-hmm. no it's not a practice session yeah it's a presentation to the public mm-hmm. you won't get this listeners in one space yeah DJ in Canada yeah or DJ in the, do you know what I mean you're yeah, not yeah, going to get this amount of people mm-hmm. in their comfort zone listening to you yeah so it's not it's a presentation show mm-hmm. and you've got to present you've got a you've got a select the right songs yep. that are current yep. but also educate them with maybe new tracks that mm-hmm. that they're not going to hear for probably in the clubs for another month they look they, 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 the common thing that most you know proper DJs will know if you're DJing in a residency as well mm. if you know that you're dropping a new tune alright I'll give you a tune mm. Bruno Mars and Cardi B finesse All right, yeah, yeah. that dropped mm. I had that literally the day it dropped okay I played it in the club the next day. People are looking at me. What the hell are you playing, bro? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Four, three weeks later, three, four weeks later. Oh, have you got? Have you got that Cardi B? And when I played it four weeks ago, you looked looked at me like I was a numbskull. <laughs> you want, of course, yeah. You want the song, yeah. But it's just how it goes. Mm. Um, but yes, going back to that, you need to educate them on what's going to be new, what's going to be hot. Yeah. And if you've got a good ear mm-hmm. for that then you'll have a hot show on that on that basis okay because people will always look to your show for fresh music yeah regardless of what other stuff is in, the background. Place in the background um so that's one thing i would say it's a good show mm-hmm. um <coughs> it also all depends on what type of show you're going for because if you've got a daytime show mm-hmm. you're not exactly going to be mixing throughout you you've got like, you got to have your content yeah most of your songs are going to be playlisted to whatever's current anyway so you don't have to worry about the music yeah. so it's more about you as your personality mm-hmm. how can you sell yourself on radio to make people stay with you yeah and that's what that is whereas if you're doing a mix show it's more about your talent and craft it's more about all right this is a dj mm-hmm. show me what he can do and how he presents yeah. yeah he showed me what current songs are out there what um 
old school tracks are out there and uh, that's what I believe a mix show should be. Yeah. You know what I mean? An amalgamation of every everything basically. Being the daytime and mm-hmm. evening in one. Yeah. Basically. Cool. Alright, cool. That's definitely some good advice for uh, up and comers out there because I think there are a lot of DJs who kind of delve into different space. A lot of them coming through now want to be big club DJs. Yeah. I suppose they, they need to see like different avenues because again not de- DJing is for a lot of people yes. but they just have to know where to DJ yeah where Some to DJ where your yeah. space in the market is because DJ can a lot of people can DJ mm-hmm. the market is so big mm-hmm. for DJs yeah. especially with the wide range of genre that's out there mm-hmm. however you've got to know your lane yeah. in DJ 100% you've got to know when alright it comes to a certain amount where you've been DJing for a certain time and you know alright I'm good as a radio DJ, mm. not in a club. I don't perform as well. Yeah. Or you could be like, some people are all rounders. Yeah, some yeah. people are all rounders and just be it. Some people are on radio because of how good they do on the clubs. Some yeah. people are in the clubs because of how likable they are on radio. Yeah. So it, it, it is a mixed match on that. Mm-hmm. But like, you've got to be consistent. That is one of the key things in it, is being consistent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Alright, cool. Um, so another thing I want to touch on, obviously, I suppose with your residency now in Geobar, yeah, is that a thing that you created for yourself, or is that you go via a promoter? Um, well, curate? no, I didn't go through a promoter. How that worked? Um, massive shout out to Zatman. Uh, he called me one day and he says, "I've got a booking for you." Mm-hmm. So, okay, um, yeah, it's a Noir bar in Weybridge. Yeah. Like, oh, that's a bit out, but. Money is money and DJing is DJing and yeah. I love to DJ more than I love money. So <laughs> let's go. So uh, I went to go and I went to go and do that and far come to find out who it actually was the promoter. Um not gonna put his name out there, it's leaving in the background. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, and he's like, Ah, oh, I was like, I know you and he's like, Yeah, I recognise you as well. Mm-hmm. Played a couple Fridays for him and he's just like, Right, cool, you're you can stay as a resident at this bar. Okay. Um stuff didn't work out with him and that bar, just because literally the demographic of the area was a difficult place to get to. Yeah. So forth. Uh, and then next thing I know he's actually opened up his own bar. Right. And so um we've gone up there and um literally because of how consistent and how I played and Literally from DJing in Luton mm-hmm. on a Saturday night to sometimes being the only black person in the room. Right. Hard to believe in Luton really, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. it does happen. Mm. Um, to t- again, it was also with touring with Butch Cassidy and being in Cardiff and being the only black person in the room for the 2000, apart from Butch Cassidy. Yeah. Um, you know, being having to play to that sort of audience, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, um, has taught me a lot in order how to be a resident DJ and how to cater to different audiences. Mm-hmm. So through that, from what I've learned from those years of what I described earlier, yeah. I was able to channel that into being a resident DJ and um, bringing old school tracks to new school tracks, mm-hmm. to changing up the genre, but then going from one genre to another genre to the point you wouldn't even notice how to change the genre right, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it impressed them to the point. Um, working with him now as a resident for the last two and a half years okay yeah nearly two and a half years now yeah and um yeah he's brought me over and i'm now doing i went from doing just the friday nights and now i'm doing the fridays and saturday nights okay so it's um yeah it's it's uh, oh let's say 
It's for a promoter, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But, but the promoter now owns the club. Yeah. Um, but it also, I would also say, it's from from the hard work of putting in that graft, mm-hmm. being reliable, turning up to your set on time. Yeah. If you're going to be late, call ahead mm-hmm. and say, look, this is the situation, this is what time I'll get there for. Yeah. And if you're going to be late, expect to be docked because yeah. you're on their time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's true. I mean, I, it's one of the things that I've experienced as DJing for the amount of time, especially when I'm having to travel far places like yeah. I've DJed in Cambridge. I've DJed in Dartford, yeah. I've DJed in Leicester, yeah. so I know it's definitely timekeeping is essential, yeah. especially for these clubs because they're expecting two, three thousand people, so they need the music to be on and yeah, running exactly. by ten o'clock when doors open. Yeah, exactly. So definitely, if there are issues, it's always about having that that level of communication so that they can work with you. Exactly. Much yeah. more likely to keep you rather than keeping exactly. them in the dark. So, so you know, I mean, it's just. For me, it was like not giving Emery, giving anyone a reason to say, you know what, that DJ is rubbish. Yeah. Whether they, it was a quiet night and there was ten people in the bar, yeah. so when it was uh, a busy night and there's three hundred people in, in there or, or more, do you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's still creating that vibe and still creating that face where it's just, you know what, regardless of what's there, the DJ was good and I had a good time. Yeah. That's what I try and bring to the residency now. Mm-hmm. I, I like to not feel that's what's kept me there. Fair enough. Okay, cool. Um, so sli- switching topic slightly. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, I just want to, I suppose, open the floor for a bit of discussion. Is there any particular topic of DJing that you want to talk about? Any questions that you want to throw my way? Um, any anything like that? I would say, any advice you want to give to new, G- new DJs coming up? One thing, I mean, yeah, just, just any DJ coming up, just uh, perfect your craft, mm. perfect your craft, invest in your equipment, invest in yourself. You can DJ on a cheap, yeah, but don't look to stay in that cheap. Look to use that booking money to elevate your skills, elevate your craft, yeah, and be better. Yeah, you know, I mean, there was a. I think it was just before the Serato where there was a generation of virtual DJs mm-hmm. where you could just press sync and it oh, mixes. Yep. And people were happy with just buying maybe a £200 laptop and a £100 little controller. controller or, and it's just like, okay, that's great to start on. Yeah. But yeah. don't. Don't stay there. Basically. Don't stay there. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, don't then start talking to a DJ that's been DJing. 15 years with the better equipment and trying to challenge him where yeah, well, yeah. you could be good yeah. but you're not on that experience or level yet do you know yeah. what I mean yeah. and that's where I kind of feel where like again the rise of the 50 pound DJs where they've come up yeah. and taken a lot of like off the main DJs things mm-hmm. yeah. um, a lot of people could look that other way as well and look the other way and say well maybe that's an area where you're, you could have like tapped mm-hmm. into that market maybe something where you're lacking yeah. but then that brings on the question: Who's booking them? Right. What are they? What are their expectations then? What are they paying for? Yeah. What do they want for their money? Yeah. And that's again the rise of the uh, the, the greedy promoter, <laughs> yeah, where yeah, yeah. he wants maximum for minimum, mm-hmm. and you know it, it, it does affect the scene. Mm-hmm. And that's that's that's. If I was to say anything, that's one of my main main gripes as a DJ. Mm-hmm. It's just how this, how some of the scene is going right now. Mm-hmm. If everyone could just 
take it back some years, man. Yeah. Where you pay the DJ for his craft, regardless of what the promoter's job is to promote. Yeah. The DJ has a crowd. Great. Yeah. If you decided to book that DJ because you think he's a good DJ, mm. then pay him his money. Yeah. You know, if 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 I booked a plumber because I heard he's a good plumber, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna let him do the job and say, do you know what? Do you know what? I didn't have enough money this month. You know, let me give you a little twenty pounds still, and yeah, maybe yeah, I'll yeah. book you again for a next job. Like it, it can't <laughs> run like that. <laughs> it can't run like that. You can't go into Pizza Hut, buy a pizza, and say, do you know what? I'll give you fifty p for that. Mm-hmm. I don't want the rest. It don't work like that. Yeah. You've got to pay for your things. Mm-hmm. So pay the man his money. I hear that. Whether you're a promoter or if you're another DJ putting on the event and it's your bridging you're bringing in, even if it's your bridging you're bringing him in, pay the man his money. Even yeah. if it's his petrol, give him something. Give him something, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, cool. Um, so, in terms of music itself, yeah. what are you listening to um, overall? Like, you just do you it's difficult because yeah. I have if anyone asks me I say house house is my personal choice of music okay however if you ask me what was the last time you sat down and listened to house I'm going to be like yeah. probably when I last used it on my show right okay but because of when I'm doing my shows now mm-hmm. I like doing the residencies mm-hmm. I have to listen to the an array of music yeah. to know what's coming out, what's hot. Like right now, I've got the the, the, the Jay Z, Beyonce, mm-hmm. Nas album, Kanye West album, yeah, all playing in the car. But it's just like I have to go over these tracks to know which are going to be future bangers uh-huh. and so forth. Yeah. yeah, I listen to it and I like it. Mm. I might not like all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I have to listen to it in order to stay current. Mm. So in terms of what I prefer to listen to that kind of goes I kind of feel as a DJ that goes out the window right okay so you're, more, you're just more just doing music research as opposed to correctly so I think the only time I might get to listen to something of my preference mm-hmm. probably like on the way to like my 95 right okay um, which is another thing I'd always also say as well is even though DJing yeah it can get you off on there whole something on the side of DJing mm-hmm. because one thing I've always learned is you could have a booking this minute and the next minute it's gone. Mm-hmm. Literally, you could have you could be promised to be paid three hundred pounds for a booking, and you'd be like, "Yeah, this is a sick booking." You start telling all your friends and everything, yeah. and then you get that call nine thirty, and your sets at eleven. Like, you know what? We're not gonna make enough tonight, so I'm cancelling half of the DJs. Yeah. <laughs> This happened to me. That's that's why I'm laughing because it actually happened to me. Like it was m- through my own fault. But I mean, yeah, I'm, I've always done something on the side. But it's happened to me in a sense. So yeah. I had a booking, and then next the following week I didn't have one. So yeah. it was like, right, okay, it's a good thing. I still have my nine to five. There you go, because you can. So I've got something to fall back on. Exactly. Yeah, but it's if you do get to a level where it's getting in the way of your nine to five, then yeah, mm. by all means, mm. as long as it's past that threshold for what you was earning on your nine to five. Yeah, for real. But then again, you've got to look at what is best for you. Um, you know, <laughs> you know, ask what I would advise on that. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so another thing I do with DJs is yeah. almost like a 
a little challenge. I give them three scenarios oh. and they ba basically pick a track for each scenarios. Okay. Each one Go of the on. scenarios. All right. So scenario one is what is like your morning track like your first track that you play in the morning when you're getting up from getting ready to go out there and conquer the world I had one I don't anymore mm -hmm. I had one it was um, it was while my university time it was Kanye West Good Morning okay. literally Good Morning Yeah. and it's the way it used to be my alarm but I used to let my alarm play I'd be awake but I yeah. let my alarm play because it's like this is my rising sign tune <laughs> it was a song for morning Yeah. but what he was talking about it was you know mm wake up within yourself mm. like stop slacking go yeah. out there go get it uh -huh. and that's what was my motivation so mm. um, yeah that was that okay cool uh, scenario two is you are alright so for work yeah obviously m your job is pretty much mobile as opposed to sitting in a, at a desk yeah um, so what's like your Three, three, four o'clock tune that you play. Like, say, like you've got an hour left, so you're just looking forward to just banging out that last hour before you, before you head back. I think that's probably where I draw for something a bit more hype. Yeah. I might draw for like a, like a, a drought-free little wing. Okay. Or might draw for, um, I might draw for like a, a hype drink track, or I might even draw for like. Jay-Z Blueprint mm. like that track yeah, but yeah. the album I'm talking about the track yeah. Blueprint yeah. that will hype anyone up yeah. I don't know about me <laughs> I should hype anyone up to like you know just oh, get them on their little swag cool, um, but yeah okay cool and then last scenario is what is your what's your kind of like your wind down track so you come in you've eaten dinner you've got that little hour before you get ready to to sleep or whatever so what's like kind of your wind down track that you listen to I definitely or? like to listen to for example if I'm trying to wind down mm -hmm. this could be whether I'm winding out at home mm -hmm. or I've just had a day of like, like I could, the job, perfect scenario I'm going to change that scenario that's you've had a heavy day yeah. DJing yeah yeah all day playing bangers R&B hip hop da -da -da, everything yeah, yeah, yeah loud music in your ear you're driving home mm -hmm. what do you play yeah. That's my scenario. That's yeah. similar to yeah, 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 That's for me. Yeah. I look for something like Sapphire, something easy listening, something a bit more easy toned. Yeah. Um, I look at uh, Magic Jordan, mm -hmm. um, like those sort of just easy yeah. listening, cool okay. beach chill yeah. out vibe. That's what I would listen to, or that's where I might draw for my soulful house. Okay. Yeah, that's not too bad. I mean, when I'm <laughs> when I was finishing my thing, I used to just put on Smooth FM, you know. Yeah. Just put on Smooth FM and just listen to it on the cruise. You know, I can't. I can't listen to Smooth FM. <laughs> I used to work in a car showroom, and that was on in the background <laughs> all day. I can't even to this day. I can't listen to Smooth FM. Just driving you crazy. It just drives me crazy. Man. I've got. I haven't got a particular track, but I've got a genre. Yeah. That because uh, I also play American football as well. Okay. Um. So I I play grime before I go on the field. Yeah. Because that oh, just man. gets me, that takes me back in the day when I was a high priority manager. <laughs> that just gets yeah, me yeah. gassed. It's just, yeah. um, I think what two particular songs actually I could actually go into. Yeah. DWE Frontline, that gets me on it. Yeah. Uh, there's a new one, uh, it's called David Rodigan. Okay. Um, uh, and that was with Dirty Goods on it. Okay. Uh, and it's bad tune. If you know, if you know about that tune, you know. You know, uh, it's no more, it's no more. 
cool alright cool so we're going to look to wrap up now so is there anything you want to promote yeah. uh, um, socials all that sort of stuff yeah you can follow me at DJXRated underscore oh, that's what should be on all, all socials mm-hmm. uh, the mix card is also DJXRated underscore should be on there as well um, just get at me I'm accessible man I'm easily approachable so you can just you can chat to me if you want to in terms of bookings whether it's advice whether it's graphic design I do that too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look up for the comedy media tours uh, that, that, that's 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 happening and the weekenders we do a weekend we did a weekend this year that was good yeah, I saw that I was yeah. Cinderella play at the Cinderella was there as well yeah. yeah so yeah shout out to Cinderella um, yeah so yeah just get at me I'll, I'm always active so keep up with the socials to see what I'm up to alright cool cool listen man it's been a pleasure having you on the show anytime bro Stuff. yeah man so as I say I'll leave all the details in the link in the description of the phone I mean the phone of the YouTube video on the iTunes there'll be a link in the description as well and if you're listening on Anchor information will be on the link of the podcast so yeah man keep your eyes peeled for the next episode I've definitely got some great DJs lined up and it's definitely good to be back so until next time peace out